This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This BFM Budget 2023 special is brought to you by Ma Singh. 7:49 a.m. You are listening to the morning run. I am Shazana with Philip and Xiaoning. Now today is of course Budget 2023, the 2.0 tabling, uh, and we're looking. We've spent the entire week looking at how different stakeholders view the budget and what they're hoping to see in it. Malaysian youth represent more than a quarter of the country's population, hence their economic livelihood is a key factor in the country's growth prospects, and that's the stakeholder that we're looking at. Today. Which includes me. <laughs> Are you yes, sure you still qualify? Yes. However, the perennial issues of the past few years have been the high level of youth unemployment and underemployment exacerbated by the pandemic. Despite producing five million fresh graduates a year, the insufficient availability of high skill jobs has resulted in youth unemployment hovering at around ten percent. So, in the first iteration of Budget 2023 last October, the government proposed a slew of uh, initiatives, youth-focused ones, which include financing facilities to promote entrepreneurship, a well distribution of uh, wealth distribution of e-wallet credits to youth under the e-Pamula program. But of course, do these go far enough to reduce youth unemployment and even underemployment? So, what kind of policies should be considered to solve the missing link uh, between graduates and jobs? Uh, we are going to be discussing this with uh, YB Said Sadik, the president of Muda, and MP Moir uh, to get his policy recommendations. Said, good morning. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. So, let's start with um, a, just a look back on the first uh, version of Budget 2023. It did cover several youth initiatives like entrepreneurship, internet access and employment, um, what uh, do you think needs to be retained from the previous budget in the present one? Yeah, I think one of the most important components of the previous budget was a special allocation to provide um, um, to, 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 to provide tablets towards all university students because the data released by the Ministry of Education was that in Sabah, Sarawak, Uh, 50% of students do not have either tablet, laptop, smartphone, and the numbers in Sanjung is about one out of three students do not have it. Uh, and, and, and especially today, you know, as, as there's a lot of self-learning, online distance, this, uh, online distance learning, having a tablet or a laptop or a smartphone uh, plays a very big difference in how you learn, uh, especially in self-learning. So the previous budget allocated, um, I think, about almost half a billion ringgit to provide quality Samsung tablets to every single university student, especially those from, I think, the B60, um, uh, B60 category. I think the same component must be retained, if not improved. And from your observations, I mean, uh, can you tell us what are the other top issues that youth in this country would like to see action on? I think the, the priority for young people from before today to the future are largely the same. It's on the state of the economy and quality of our education system. When we look at the state of the economy, many people think that it's only about the cost of living. That does play a role. But one of the most uh, systemic issues which affects young people is underemployment. It's not unemployment. Unemployment figures in Malaysia is still largely uh, controlled. It's about uh, 3% to 4%. However, the level of underemployment 
which affects young people, has quadrupled for the past 10 years. Back then, we had about 500,000 young people who were underemployed. Today, we have about 2 million young people who are underemployed. What is unemployment? Unemployment is when young people have uh, qualifications, whether they have a degree, master's or PhD. However, the job which they're doing today has nothing to do uh, with uh, their qualifications. And they are underutilizing the skills which they learn in, in, in universities. And above and beyond that, they are being underpaid despite being overqualified um, uh, in, in, in that regard. So I think this is a problem which is uh, which affects young people the most. I mean, if you speak to uh, towards a, a major youth, they may say, hey, I've studied in university, I have a degree, it took me six to seven years to get a degree, I had to take up a 50,000 ringgit PTPT and loan. However, the first job which I get as an engineer is about 2,000 to 2,500 ringgit. And alternatively, that youth will say, hey, if I am merely an SPM graduate, and I work in Uniqlo, I already get paid 2,300 ringgit. Or if I work for Grab, uh, mm. I already earn about 3,000 ringgit a month. So, so it, unemployment it, is a major issue. Yeah, so if I hear you right, you know, very sensible thoughts on how to approach this. But can I just ask you from a youth perspective, right, is there a clear distinction between what they need versus what they want? Sometimes, you know, you, you know the older generation always say, you know, oh, they do, just don't know what they want and, and they want different things which may not be good for them in the long term. How do you reconcile that when you think about what the youth need when sometimes there's a big dis- gap between needs and wants? For young people, it's also about survival. I mean, the misperception that young people uh, are a pampered generation, they have it easy, it's just merely untrue. I mean, if you look... At the numbers, as I said, unemployment is at its worst level. Uh, young people today are expected to work two or three different jobs, two or three different jobs to make uh, a, a decent living. Mm. Uh, above and beyond that, if you look at the data uh, released, um, I think about more than 50% of parents of young people barely have 10,000 ringgit in their life savings to re- actually means young people must not only work two or three jobs to take care of their lives, but at the same time, they are also expected to take care of their parents' future and also of their parents' ability to retire. If you look at the 1980s, 1990s, uh, parents were the safety net for young people. Uh, But today is very different. So in that case, what do you expect from budget to address two things? One, of course, is the rising cost of living, which you highlighted. And what kind of multi-level approach should be considered to tackle this youth underemployment in the country? I hope there is a special allocation for a job stimulus package to deal with underemployment in Malaysia. I remember during the 2020 budget, which was presented at the end of 2019, we were able to secure a 6.5 billion ringgit job stimulus package, which is called Malaysia at Work or in Bahasa, Malaysia Kerja. Uh, it's not only to provide quality jobs to young people, but it's actually to deal with underemployment. Uh, the 6.5 billion ringgit uh, covers not just uh, underemployment, which means young people with a degree, master's or PhD, but who have been in the informal sector for a very long time, but it also deals with young people who merely have an SPM uh, 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 qualification, but now allow for greater training, uh, upskilling, reskilling, and at the same time, an income supplement model to ensure that we're not reliant 
on foreign workers. So I hope that the government uh, provides a special allocation for a job stimulus package to ensure that we deal with issues of unemployment, which is systemic okay. in Malaysia. Do you think UBI is a far-fetched dream for Malaysia? Which is universal, so, do you think universal basic income UBI is a far-fetched dream for Malaysians? I, I, I personally do not think it's far-fetched. Obviously, we need to do simulations and gather more data. Uh, even if you look in the United States, uh, the discussion or debate is ongoing. But what they've done, which I think quite, which is quite interesting, they've already done simulations. They take specific cities, towns, and implement UBI, and then gather data from it so that it can be used uh, to be expanded for future uh, uh, programs. I think this is definitely an area which Malaysia should discuss, debate, and get some more discourse so that in the future mm. we have better data to engage this. Okay, one last question for us in the minute that we have left. Do you think part of this, the issues that we are facing, is because the education system needs to be looked at more seriously so that we are producing graduates or at least TVET graduates that can actually get jobs that can pay them well? 100%. I mean, if you ask me, especially being a son of a teacher and a former lecturer, I think education is issue number one. Um, I mean, we, we, we outspend Singapore and Japan when it comes to education. We spend about 20% GDP per capita on education. Singapore spends 11%, Japan spends 7%. Yet, our output, despite high expenditure, is very low. Our PISA rankings, we are three years behind Singapore. That means a 15-year-old year year old student in Malaysia has the same comprehension as a 12-year-old Singaporean. And I believe that figure will just get worse. Um, and if you look in tertiary education, it's even more worrying. In other countries, it only takes you about four years to get the degree. In Malaysia, it takes about seven years because you have to take either a diploma, IB, A-level, O-level. There are so many different levels. And after that, after learning for about one to three years, only then you take your degree, which, which is an additional four years. So in total, it's about seven years. In the developed world, it takes only four years, which means that they have three additional years of work experience, internships, uh, in contrast to a Malaysian graduate. And despite that, when, you, when, we, when we take about seven, six to seven years to get a degree with a 50,000 ringgit student debt, when we get to the workforce, our pay is very, very low. So okay. to me, All right. structural overhaul of education reform must be done. Thank you very much. That was Syed Sadiq, President of MUDA and MP for Muar, talking to us about what he hopes to see in Budget 2023 when it's tabled this afternoon. 7.59 in the morning, we're heading into the 8am News Bulletin. And then after that, on the Breakfast Grill, Philip C. speaks to Catherine Judge, author of The Rise of the Middleman Economy. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. This BFM Budget 2023 special was brought to you by Marseille. Reinvent spaces. Enhance life. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.